This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 83. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hey, shameless moms. So I'm pretty sure I told you last week, this is my favorite time of year. It's still my favorite time of year a week later. Um, I love the holiday season and there's a lot of fun things going on. There's parties and events and especially, oh my gosh, the magic of the holidays with a four-year-old. Oh, I have to like, I have to push myself a little to stay in the moment because I've already started thinking like it will not be this magical for that many years because beliefs change and shift. And so um, I know that like we're kind of at the peak of him just believing everything and seeing everything is like so amazing and awesome. Although I will say we're doing this adopt a family thing this year for the first time. And we got our gift list and we adopted a family with three little girls who are two, nine and 13. And as we've been collecting gifts for these girls, Finney's like, Hey, but what about, what about me? Like, why are we buying all these toys for other people? And he's been very helpful in wanting to contribute. And he actually helped us. We bought a bike for the 13 year old girl and he wanted to pick out a helmet for her. And his, he said to me when we were trying to find a helmet, he's like, I think she probably wants a firefighter helmet. So no, we did not actually get a firefighter helmet, but like we can tell where his priorities lie 
always in something that might potentially also serve him. Um, and then we also got Legos to give to a friend who we exchanged gifts with. And he's asking me like, can we open these Legos and just play with them for a few minutes before we wrap them up for Josh? I'm like, no, we can't open them and play with them for a few minutes. So it's been really interesting because this is the first year that he's been involved in our gift process and our giving process. And I've really tried to make it um, apparent to him. And so what I've been doing, we don't have any gifts for him under the tree because we're going to be traveling. So I've actually sent gifts to my mom's house where we're going to be. But, um, so all the gifts in our house right now are gifts for kids who like for other kids. So families that we're trading gifts with or, um, families for our adoptive family program that we're doing. So we have this like big pile of gifts and none of them are for him and it's kind of killing him a little bit, but I keep talking about like, this is what we do at Christmas. We give, right? So I think he's like not totally understanding that he's all, there's also going to be some receiving at some point for him. Um, he knows a little bit about it, but he's, he's, he hasn't quite connected all the dots. So, um, it's really fun and really exciting though. And we have some other fun things coming up, taking him to his first, um, theatrical performance. We're going to go to a little kid's version of the nutcracker, which will be really fun. And we are going to, um, we have a couple other things planned going to candy cane lane and going to visit Santa, which he's been talking about, which he's done before and hasn't been the biggest fan. So it's just a lot, a lot of fun. Um, in addition to that, I just love this time of year for, I really, I kind of make myself like slow down and just do whatever the heck I want. So there's some things that I, with work and especially being a gym owner this time of year, there's some things that I have to do in anticipation of, you know, the new year. And that can be a really busy time. But when, in terms of, um, pushing myself in other ways, professionally, I try to kind of chill the heck out a little bit if as much as I can, because I really want to enjoy this season and it's just a few weeks. And so I do do what I can to enjoy it. And so I'm already like thinking of, okay, like what afternoons can I take off to go do some stocking stuff or uh, shopping for family members and um, do a little more gift shopping and things like that. And actually I'm going to be getting on Facebook live in a little bit today. So when you listen to this on Monday, you can pop back over to our Facebook page and you can see my Facebook live that I will have done, but I'm actually hopping over there shortly for a little, uh, shameless mom happy hour where I'll be sipping wine with all of you. So I hope that you'll be with me. And if you are not able to make it live, definitely when you hear this recording, you can go back and listen to the recording or watch the recording, but I, I'm going to be talking about my biggest downfall in the holiday season, which is going shopping for other people and buying a crap ton of stuff for myself. So is anyone with me on that? It happens every year. And every year I'm like, I don't need anything. I am not going to buy myself stuff. There is nothing that I need. Or I'll think like, if I find something I really like, I'll, I'll tell my husband about it. Or my mom always so sweetly like says, I want to get you something like, you know, let me know if you find something. But here's what happens. I see something that I want and I don't want to wait two and a half more weeks for it. I want it like this minute. And so I just buy it for myself. <laughs> and so I've actually made myself and I'll talk about this on Facebook live. I've actually made myself hold off on a few things. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I've asked for for Christmas. Um, and that I'm things I'm making myself wait for. And what's funny is like, I'm just noticing as I've decided, like, I'm just going to wait and I'll ask for these things for Christmas every single day. I think, wow, you know, if I had that thing, I would be using it right now and I'd be really enjoying it. And like, I really don't want to wait two and a half more weeks for it. So this is the impatient life of a Scorpio redhead. <laughs> it's, it's a struggle, my friends. It is a struggle. So what I want to talk about today is, um, I want to talk about this little thing called recency and frequency. And this came up actually in a conversation I was having with some people at my gym last night. So at our gym here in Seattle or at my gym here in Seattle, um, 
I should say our gym because my team is small but mighty and they do an awesome job of running the facility um, without me most of the time. Uh, so I'm running things from home. And so I have this team who run th- runs things there and then I'm running things from home and doing a lot of the back end stuff. And um, I do like all of our emails and um, I'm in touch with all of our members in terms of any sort of communication that we have via email. But my trainers are at the gym helping people on a day to day basis and teaching all my classes and those kinds of things. So at this time of year, we have this program called Holiday Hotties and it's a program just to um, help people with accountability during the pol- during the holidays. Some people use it as a weight loss program, like they want to lose X amount of pounds before the new year and like kind of get a jump start on the new year. Other people just do it to like stay accountable to a certain amount of workouts during the holidays or like, you know, help with maybe monitoring sugar intake during the holidays or different things along those lines, just health related kinds of goals throughout the holidays. So we always have a couple meetings during our holiday hotties program where I kind of do some mindset coaching with people, which is my favorite thing to do. And which is a lot of what I do on this podcast as well. And so I go in and I talk to people around some of the mindsets that surround food and exercise. And you guys have heard me talk about a lot of those things on the podcast here in different episodes. And my firm belief is that unless you have your mindset in a certain place, you will not be able to make lasting long-term sustainable change, um, lifestyle changes related to fitness and nutrition. Because if you just constantly beat yourself up and punish yourself with food and exercise, you like, you'll never be able to create a lasting relationship that actually uh, fuels you and gets you the results that you want for the long term. It will kind of be this constant cycle of losing, gaining, uh, being frustrated, feeling defeated, then like having a little success and then falling back off of the wagon, so to speak. Um, And it just kind of becomes this vicious cycle, which mentally is grueling. And it really contributes to like long-term body dysmorphia, disordered eating habits, like long-term issues like that, which I've talked about before in this, uh, in the podcast and just kind of my own experience with those things. Cause I've definitely been in all of that. So when I talk to people about recency and frequency, um, especially around the holidays, I talk about like, what are the things that you have done most recently and what are the things you're doing most frequently? So before people come into programs with me, oftentimes, um, in a, you know, especially people who are like brand new, brand new to my facility, they'll come in and they're like, I haven't exercised. And, you know, sometimes it's been a number of years. Maybe it's been never consistently. Maybe it's been since they've had children. Those are, those are all very common scenarios. Um, I also will have people come in and they're like, you know, for X amount of months or years, um, you know, I've been eating out for most of my meals, or I've been, you know, just doing a lot of takeout or fast food or delivery, or like just not eating things that really serve my goals and make me feel really awesome. And so therefore I've gained weight as a result. And I just, I'm in this rut. So when we talk about recency and frequency related to food, what that looks like is the things that you've done most most recently are the things you're most likely to continue to do. So the example that I used last night, and I use this from an old work example of mine, which I'll explain in a minute, um, is if you are, if someone offers you donuts, so let's say you're in an office environment and someone comes through like every Monday with donuts and they put the donuts on, you know, in a common kitchen area or whatever. And every Monday you walk through and you grab a donut while you're going to the fridge to grab your lunch. If you do that six Mondays in a row on the seventh Monday, you're going to grab the donut because recently that is the thing that you have been doing most often. So you will just keep doing that thing. Same thing with frequency. If six out of six times you grab the donut, then when that seventh time comes, along like the seventh time, that's the thing that you've done most frequently, more frequently than not, you take the donut when it's sitting there. 
So you're most likely to take it again the next time it's sitting in front of you. So this was for sure something that I used to do. I worked a hospital job and we would have donuts every Monday. They would give the kids donuts. And I'm not even kidding you. I was in a psychiatric hospital with children ages four to 14. And every Monday night between eight and nine o'clock, the kitchen staff would bring us a box of donuts and we gave all the kids a donut right before they went to bed. And yeah, like, I, I'm not even going to get into the commentary I have around that practice because it's somewhat horrifying. No, it's extremely, completely horrifying to me. But anyways, this is what we did. And so every Monday night we would get these donuts. There was always, and they would, the other thing is like for like 12 kids, they'd give us like 37 donuts. So then there would be all these donuts left. So my thing was like, it's donut night. Like I didn't, I never ate donuts. Like I would never, I mean, this was, you know, at the time I was doing a lot of distance running, a lot of triathlons. I was actually like pretty competitive in triathlons. I really wanted to perform. I was not someone who ever ate donuts outside of that work environment. But when you're working at the psychiatric hospital on Monday night and which is a tough job, by the way, you're like, you know what, after those kids go to bed, I'm having a freaking donut. And so every Monday night I'd get my, and I was always the same kind. I would like hoard my kind that I liked the most, which was old fashioned glazed donut. So I would hoard my old fashioned glazed donut and like hide it away till after the kids went to bed. And then the staff and I, we would all sit around after the kids were in bed and asleep and everything. And I would eat my donut and, you know, we would just hang out, which was actually always really fun hanging out with my coworkers after the kids were in bed and we had done all of our work and we got to just hang out till our shift was over at 1130 PM. And this was like, or we would go out drinking at 1130 PM, um, which that's like the life of the swing shift hospital worker. I've got to say for someone in their twenties, it's, it was really pretty fun. But, um, uh, so I would totally obsess about these donuts and I was like, I love donuts, but I do not buy them for myself. But 100% of the time when that donut was put in front of me, I took the donut. So I got to this point of where I was like, I don't, and I can't even remember what the stimulus was. I think at the time I was, this is back in the day when like here and there, I would do things, crazy things that I don't recommend at all, like the master cleanse. So I think it was probably at one of those times when I was doing something like along those lines that I had to pass up the donut. And I was like, it's kind of terrified. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I have to like watch other people eat the donut and I'm not going to have the donut. And like, because this, I had done this recently, like this is the recent thing I did every time a donut was in front of me and the frequency, like every time, you know, 100% of the time the donuts put in front of me, I ate it. And so, or in that environment at least. And so I remember when I decided that I wasn't going to have the donut, like it was tough. Like I kind of had to white knuckle my way through, like, I'm not going to have the donut, like prepping myself all day before I got to the hospital. Like I'm not having the donut tonight. I'm not having the donut tonight. Then being there and the donuts are there in front of me. Like I'm not having one. I'm not having one. And like telling people around me, like you guys, I'm not having the donut. Like I'm doing this master cleanse thing, which by the way, they all thought I was insane for. And uh, if you're not familiar with the master cleanse, please don't do it. It's ridiculous, but you can Google master cleanse and you'll see what I did for, it was 10 days of drinking this horrendous lemon juice with cayenne pepper. And let me tell you, when you're 100% of your diet is juice with cayenne pepper in it, it burns like a mother when it comes out. And I'll just leave it at that. So what happened is I got out of the habit of having the donut. And that became my new recent and frequent thing where after I had gone because of the length of a, the cleanse or whatever I was doing at that time, when I first got off the donut habit, it involved like a couple of weeks in a row of not having the donut. And then that became my new, my new recent and frequent behavior. So then after I'd done that, like two weeks in a row, I was like, Oh, well, like, 
I didn't have it two weeks in a row and I'm fine. I survived. And like, I'm, I kind of feel like a badass for not having the donut two weeks in a row. So when it got to be like that third week, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to have the donut. Like I'm not going to break my streak now. So here I am reinforcing my recent behavior. And again, reinforcing that thing that I've done most recently and most frequently. So super, super important as I was making habits change and ha- making habits stick. This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS and you'll receive up to $300 off of air purifiers. Exclusive to our podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. That's airdoctorpro.com, code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Nutrafol. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, you are not alone. Thinning hair is normal, but it's not openly talked about, so it can feel lonely and frustrating and sometimes even embarrassing when you're going through it yourself. Join the over 1 million people who are doing something about their thinning hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Oh my gosh, I am a heavy shedder, so if you are a heavy shedder, or if you are someone who's wanting to thicken your hair, I definitely want you to try out Nutrafol. I have loved using it myself, and I know multiple other people who've used it and have found great results. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. To get started, you can take their hair quiz on Nutrafol.com, which will give you a personalized health plan based on your special root causes. Nutrafol is committed to helping you identify root causes of any shedding or hair loss so that you can really start to rebuild healthy hair in a way that is customized to you. So take the first steps to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SHAMELESS. Find out why 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SHAMELESS. Nutrafol.com, code SHAMELESS. So then when I changed shifts at the hospital and I started working a day job, working in the school program, one of my bosses had little bags of candy sitting out on his desk every day. And you could go get, he had kept little, a little stack of Dixie cups and you could go fill your Dixie cups up with like Swedish fish and trail mix and Reese's pieces and like 
all, all sorts of kinds of candy and nuts and all this stuff that he would get at um, bulk food store. It was called Larry's Market, but it's kind of like a like it would be like going to Whole Foods in the bulk food section, except for that it wasn't like healthy treats. It was crap treats mostly. There were some nuts in there, but it was like a lot of like. M&Ms and Swedish fish kind of stuff. So, which I loved. So then that was like, that became my new thing when I started working in that position was like, Oh, you know, every day at like 10 30 or 11 or something, I, my, the kids and I was teaching in this um, classroom and my classroom kids had art or something. And so I would be like, my kids had art. I was off the hook for 20 minutes. I would run down and like stock up my little candy cup. And that became my new recent frequent thing. Like I did that repeatedly week after week after week. And then again, at some point for whatever reason, I stopped doing it and it was like white knuckling it through it. Like, okay, I'm going to get out of this habit. And I had to practice it a few times and really talk myself through it until that became my new recent and frequent thing. So what I want to say about that is when it comes to changing habits, be really aware of of the fact that that's what's going on. And so when you're in the holidays, for example, here's what happens. Your new recent and frequent becomes eating junk and treats and snacks and chocolate and candy and drinking probably every night if you want to, and it's available to you. And so your most recent and frequent behavior becomes things that you generally don't do all the time in like normal life, but in holiday life, it seems acceptable and it's more accessible. So you continue to do it. And you get to this point where you're like, well, you know, I've done this like, you know, four days in a row. I've done this Thursday through Sunday. And I already have like something on my schedule for like Wednesday of this week. Like I may as well just keep eating like crap and drinking every night because there's only like two days this week that I'm not already scheduled to be doing that. So that becomes your recent, your your recent and frequent thing. And then that snowballs and momentum forms behind that. So here's the thing. You can let that be your thing. Like if you want to go through the holidays and like eat all the things and drink all the things and you're cool with that, like totally have at it. If that makes you happy, like no judgment on my end, I will be the first to admit I am drinking more wine than usual during the holidays because there's just more stuff. My birthday is the week of Thanksgiving. We traveled for Thanksgiving. My husband's 50th birthday is this weekend. We have um, other Christmas events coming up. We have other like just big life events in this season. So I'm the first to embrace like, you know what, this isn't a time when I'm like super backing off on alcohol. But there's other things that I'm being aware of where I'm looking at some other recent frequent behaviors. And so maybe I'm not totally backing off on alcohol or keeping that as in check as I maybe normally would. But instead, I'm looking at like, okay, I want to make sure that like I'm still getting in some vegetables on a daily basis. And on the days that I'm eating, looking ahead at my week and looking at like, when am I going to be eating out? And then how can I work around that the rest of the week so that I'm not just being super mindless about food? Because I am definitely a person who, who doesn't ever want to have regret at the end of a season and doesn't ever want to feel like I have to get back on the wagon or, um, like punish myself for something I've done. So I really try to keep it like all things moderation. So like, I'm going to go out and enjoy things. I'm going to have, you know, around my birthday, I talked about like, I think I had cake like four days in a row. So totally cool. Four days in a row of cake, but you know what? It's not going to be six weeks in a row of cake or things like cake, because for me, that's just not a place that like I'm comfortable with after a certain amount of time, I can totally do it for a time and be comfortable with like, this is for a season. So like a, you know, a long birthday weekend and having multiple birthday events, like that's totally fine. But then I also know that like for me to feel good in my skin on a daily basis, here's where, what I need to do. So that birthday weekend could not extend into the holiday season and become, you know, six 
weeks of indulgence for me because that's just not where I feel my best. And I'm not someone who wants to have regret at the end of something or, um, you know, I've done enough vicious cycling and punishment with food and exercise in my life that like that doesn't serve me. Um, so I'm really aware of using recency and frequency to reinforce habits that I want to build around the holidays, around food and alcohol. And so for me right now, I'm looking at like, okay, here's the two or three nights this week. I have things going on where I might have a little um, less control or I might have a little bit less power over the decisions of my food. And then I know that like, here's the times when I'm home and here's what I'm going to do to like feel great about those decisions and make sure that I have the things on hand that make me feel great in terms of like making my big ass salad and having my crock pot meal and keeping my high protein breakfast really consistent and all those kinds of things. So that feels really good to me and really comfortable to me. So that when I do have those additional holidays indulgences, it's just like, you know, it's just a fun thing that's not this big deal and it doesn't um, add up over the term of the holidays. So it's not that as um, the weeks go on that I'm feeling like every day I'm doing these things that I'm going to have to undo or that every day I'm building habits that are going to be hard for me to, like, I'm such a routine person. So I, it's, I'm, I try to be really critically aware of not building in habits that aren't going to serve me for the long haul. So letting exceptions be exceptions and being totally cool and comfortable with that, but not um, being, not letting habits that I don't want to, or not letting practices that I don't want to become habits um, become too routine in, in my daily life and in the holiday season. So this can do, this can relate to a lot of other things. This might also relate to your exercise around the holidays. For sure, exercise is the kind of thing. And especially if you're like me and you're an early morning exerciser, it's definitely the kind of thing that like, if you're in it, you're in it. If you're on it, you're on it. And if you're not, you're not. So if you're someone who commits to early morning exercise and you're like, okay, like I'm going to get up and I'm going to do these 6am workouts and I'm going to do it, you know, five days a week for the next three months or whatever, you'll find that as you start doing that, you do it routinely, it becomes easier to do because that's becomes your new recent, recent uh, and frequent behavior, right? So there's momentum behind that and you keep going. And after you've gotten a certain amount of days in a row, you're like, heck no, like you couldn't pay me to miss a day. Same thing with that donut situation. Like it got to the point after a few Mondays of not having the donut at work, I was like, there's no way I'm having a donut. Like you couldn't pay me to have the donut. That donut does not serve me. That is donut is like, it's not consistent with anything I want in my life right now. So that's what can happen with exercise as well is that you become super, super clear on what you want and what you don't want and what you are going to do. So what can the opposite can happen in the holiday season as things get hectic and chaotic. And especially as, as you have like long weekends or travel periods and things like that, where you stop those habits. So you maybe stop the early morning exercise and if you're gone for, say, five days and then it becomes hard to implement it again, it might just be like, well, I'm just going to start over in January. And so it becomes, again, because the recent infrequent behavior has been like I haven't exercised for the last five days. That's most recent. I haven't exercised five out of five days. That's like frequent. And so I'm just going to continue not exercising. So you're having to be really conscious of um, the recency and frequency as you're in it and as you're dealing with it. And again, like if you're cool with that, cool. But if you're not like really notice what's going on. So I notice, you know, for me, like I missed some of my workouts when we were in Arizona over Thanksgiving, but like no big deal. I got in two workouts in five days, I think. So which is less than normal, but still I was like, not a huge deal. And that allowed me to get right back into things when I got back, because if I had taken five days off, it would have been harder to get back into things because I'm a little like neurotic about my morning workouts. I would have gotten right back on the wagon, but it would have been a lot harder. Whereas getting in those two days while I was gone really allowed me to just be like, Oh, okay. Like no, but I kind of felt like I didn't even miss a beat, even though I maybe took off more days in a row than I normally do. Um, so it wasn't hard to get back into it because I didn't give myself this big lag time in between. 
So that kind of recency and frequency of big lag times between things makes it much harder and much more challenging. So a recent example, this is a really great example. Um, I have been for my workouts. I, I've been a runner since I was, since I started my secret running project when I was like, uh, I think 18 years old, 19, maybe. And I started running in secret. Um, and I ran in secret for like years. I didn't want anyone to ever see me or come with me or anything. Um, and And by the way, I was like a horrible runner and I had horrible habits around running that made it really torturous for me. But anyways, so I've been a runner for many, many years and I've taken breaks from running for various reasons, you know, having injuries and when I had Vinny and just all sorts of different things. I did run in my pregnancy till like 20, I did a race at like 22 weeks. I did a 5k and I think I stopped at like 24, 26 weeks because it was just getting really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so it was like, there wasn't any risk. It just didn't feel good. And I just stopped doing things that didn't feel good. Um, so, but then I picked up running again, uh, when he was a couple months old and I had a lot of bladder issues. So that was really slow getting back into it. Um, and then I've taken time off for like, I hurt my back last year. And so I took some time off for that. So anyways, and also I've also gone through periods where running has just been like, Ugh, the most mentally grueling thing ever. And I'll take time off during those periods as well. Like I'm not going to do something that's mentally grueling to me. So recently I stopped running for about four months and it wasn't because I wasn't satisfied with running. I just wanted to spice things up a little bit with my workout routine. And what I was doing was I was like lifting on my own four days a week and running two days a week. And I'd been doing that for a really long time and I was just kind of bored with it. So I started um, using the Beachbody On Demand app and shout out to Taryn Perry, my friend who is, she works with Beachbody and she totally got me hooked on this app where you can, you pay, it's like 38 bucks for three months or something. And then you get access to all these programs and you can just stream them through your device. And so that's what I do now. And I'm like obsessed. And so I've done like entire programs. So I just recently did P90X3, which is all P90X workouts that are only 30 minutes. And I do them all in our guest bedroom you maybe recall, like I thought I broke my foot at one point because I tried to do a headstand and I crashed into a bookshelf. Um, but anyways, I'm loving these workouts. And what's great for me and so refreshing is that I just push play and someone tells me what to do as a fitness professional. Like I know what to do in a workout, but I get so bored with myself. So it's really, really cool to have someone tell me what to do and just keep things super varied and creative. And it's just like such a breath of fresh air. So in doing P90X3, it's a six day a week program. And so I stopped running because I was doing that and it was a three month program. So it was six days a week for three months. I did that whole program. And then I started, went right into a new program um, on the same app called Hammer and Chisel. And so I've been doing that for a couple of weeks. So with this, I haven't run in like four months. So on last Saturday, I, my shoulder was, my neck and shoulders been giving me a lot of problems. And I'm going to talk about that in a whole nother episode because, um, there's a, there's a whole conversation we're going to have about that. So that's a little teaser. Um, that's about me potentially having um, a surgery that I want your, your feedback on. So let's stay tuned. I can't, I don't want to say more just yet. Um, but anyways, um, so I, because of my shoulder and neck really bothering me last week, I was like, okay, on Saturday, I'm not going to do the workout that is prescribed in hammer and chisel because it involves upper body. So instead I'm going to go running. I haven't gone running in four months. I was like, this is going to suck. Like, I know this is going to hurt so bad because anytime I've taken big breaks off of running, it's just never pretty when you go back, like never, never, never. So I, but I tell my husband, I'm like, I'm just going to go for a quick one. He's like, really, you're going running. You haven't run in a long time. I was like, I know, but my shoulder's really hurting. And I actually think that like swinging my arms might help a little, like work it out. And so I go out for this run, totally convinced it's going to be horrible. 
It was freaking amazing. It was so great. So here's what happened. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and it, I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Because I was doing other things to stay in shape the whole time, 
I had gotten my cardio, my cardiovascular conditioning was like awesome from doing these 30 minute workouts. My legs were super strong. So my legs got tired from the repetition of running by about two miles. Like they started getting a little tired for sure. But I felt fantastic. Like I didn't feel breathless. I was actually singing half, like most of the run I was singing. Um, I had my music on. I was like, so pumped up and it was like a really gorgeous day. And I love running on really cold days, like running in the super cold weather on a cold, clear, crisp day is like 100% my jam. I hate running in the heat. I'm not a summertime runner. Like, Oh my God. I, no, give me a really cold winter day to go running. And I am all in. So it was this amazing run. And I got back and my hips were like a little sore and I was like, Oh, this might be ugly tomorrow. So that was on Saturday. I got to tell you today's Thursday. I'm still totally freaking sore. My hamstrings are so sore. And I've been like stretching and rolling every day and I've been doing my workouts. I'm back doing hammer and chisel. It's been great. I've done um, this whole week of it and it's going really well, but it's been so funny how sore I've been from this run. And I felt amazing the whole time. So this morning I was like, okay, so I've been what I've been doing on Thursday mornings, no matter what, even during hammer and hammer and chisel, when it's, this is not the Thursday supposed to be a rest day, but I've been doing yoga. So that was part of P90X three was to do yoga on Thursdays. And so I've kept up that habit because it's, I'm not a good yogi. Um, but it really, really helps me in terms of just back stiffness, shoulder stiffness, all sorts of things in terms of, um, just really, uh, doing some restorative things for my body. Um, I think it's very helpful to anyone by the way. And like the, it's a 30 minute yoga workout, which is like so much better than going to an hour and a half class in my mind. But I, t- I get a lot of benefit from it and I can tell from week to week, like I'm pr- improving from week to week, which is really validating to me. So, um, I decided this morning, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to go for a run again. And then I'm going to come home and do this yoga video. So I'm going to kind of do like a, a little bit of a double workout today. So I got up and I thought I was like, okay, like that first run was great, but like today might not be so great. And I got up and I only did 20 minutes, but I got to tell you, it was like amazing. So my legs are totally sore because they were sore as I started and they continue to be sore, but I felt so great. So the benefit and like the power of that was that sometimes you just have to start something to realize that like, Oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. This is actually okay. This is actually fantastic. And now I'm like super excited to get back into running, which has been so refreshing. So when you're looking at recency and frequency and you're looking at like breaking a spell of like, Oh my gosh, I haven't done this in so many days, or I've been doing this thing that isn't serving me for so many days, but like, I don't even know how to stop it, which is, can be the case for me when it comes to wine. Like I've had a glass of wine every night for how many weeks now? Like, I don't even know if I can exist without it. Just trying that and proving to yourself like, Oh, like I can do that. I can get through that is super validating. And that's where the momentum begins. You do one thing one time and you reinforce to yourself that like, yes, I'm strong enough, powerful enough and capable enough to actually make that happen. And I feel really great about it when it's done, even if it's not pretty, even if it's totally ugly, but you feel really good about it when it's done. And that's really important to note because then that gives you the motivation and the power and the drive to do it again and to do it and to keep doing it better. And just as well as the first time. And, you know, generally speaking, you're going to be progressing and getting better as you go. So that is super validating and super empowering. So as you're looking at changing recency and frequency in your life and changing behaviors, plan what the behavior is going to be and then track them. So for me, I'm tracking like, okay, I'm going to get in seven workouts in six days. What's that going to look like? That means on the day that I do yoga, yoga is workout one or running is workout one. Yoga is workout two. So I'm getting in two things on one day not saying that's what everyone needs to do. I'm just saying that's what I'm doing. That works for me. And I'm really 
I've only done it one day, but I'm really enjoying it. And I really, because these two runs have been so great, I really want to work that back in to my schedule. So I'm going to look at kind of tweaking the hammer and chisel schedule a little bit so that I can build in these things that are meaningful to me. And once I've done that for a couple of weeks in a row, then I'll have that recency and frequency on my side. I'll have that momentum on my side so that I can continue to do those things. Then tracking them as I go. So I know what the schedule is. I'm paying attention to it. Some people, I highly recommend this. Make yourself a little sticker chart or just like a little print out a calendar and write up what you're going to do and then highlight it as you do it. My old roommate, my roommate, Natalie, used to do this when she was training for a triathlon, she would put all of her workouts on the refrigerator and she would highlight them every time she did, she would, uh, did a workout. So she would have like three months of workouts on a schedule on the fridge. And then she would just highlight each workout as she did it. Super, super validating. Right. So you can do something like that. I also have people who will do like a sticker chart on a calendar where like every day that you do a workout, you get a sticker every day that you, I mean, you could do that for anything. I have people who do that for tracking water, like every day that they drink X amount of water, they give themselves a sticker. Um, so that you have this little sticker chart for tracking and there's apps that can help you do this. Um, I think there's an app called way of life. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called where you can, um, and I've, I used to use it with gym members where you can enter in like what you want the habit to be. And then every day you enter yes or no, if you did it and you can enter a whole bunch of different habits. So did you drink X amount of water? Yes or no. Did you have alcohol today? Yes or no. Did you have dessert tonight? Yes or no. Did you get in a workout today? Yes or no. Super simple, but also you get these, you end up with these like streaks of how many green days, how many days did you get a yes for that behavior where you were essentially like winning the behavior, which can be really motivating. The other thing is tracking your wins when it comes to recency and frequency. So really tracking like every night before you go to bed, keep a tiny little notebook next to your bed or even use your note, um, note app on your phone and just track like two or three wins from the day. Like, yes, I got in my workout. I did these things and it doesn't have to be even a food or exercise related, just a couple wins from the day, things that you feel really great about. Um, because when you track those wins, you feel successful and success breeds success. You will continue to do things to make you feel successful. If you already feel successful, the opposite of that is true too. So you want to be in a place where you're starting to build success and then you can build upon that success as you go. Also planning rewards for yourself. So planning like, okay, if I finish this, what am I going to do? How am I going to reward, reward myself? I often do this at the end of the week on like a Friday afternoon. I'll say like, okay, if I get all of my stuff done for work before the, um, before Friday afternoon, then I'm going to go tap to happy feet and get a 60 minute foot massage. That's like my big treat, um, that I'll go do before I go pick Vinny up from school or I'll, you know, shut down my computer a little early and run over and, um, go to university village, which is my like favorite place to go shopping here in Seattle and just check out, you know, and when I go shopping, it's like, I'm going to go to Athleta and look at workout clothes because <laughs> that's how exciting shopping is for me. <laughs> but that's like the kind of thing I like to do. So tracking those rewards or planning those rewards and making sure that you have things that really motivate you. It might be something, it could be something much smaller than a shopping trip. It can be, you know, a tiny little thing. It, it can be so many different things. It can be something that doesn't cost money. It can be like asking your partner, like, Hey, do you mind if tonight, like you do bedtime and I'm going to go sit in the glass in the bathtub with a glass of wine. Like it can be something that doesn't cost money. That's just something that you really look forward to. So you're rewarding yourself in that way. And then self-monitoring recency and frequency, like really noticing like, okay, you know, the last three times cake was in front of me, I ate all the cake. Like maybe I need to check myself on that if that's not in line with your goals. Or you know what? The last three times my alarm went off at at 6 a.m. for my workout, I didn't go. Like maybe I need to check in with myself. Maybe I need to do something around that habit, that behavior, do something to to change it or to improve it. Um so really keeping track of uh, and being a self-monitor of your behavior. And then always practicing discomfort. That doesn't sound like fun, right? But always practice discomfort. So on Saturday when I 
I wasn't going to do my normal workout, um, in hammer and chisel, you know, I could have just said like, I'm going to take an extra day off. And there's certainly times when I have done that. Like, I'm just going to take Saturday and Sunday off. Sunday's a normal rest day for me. I'm just going to take two days off, like no big deal at all. Right. But instead I was like, I just kind of, I'm curious. It's this gorgeous sunny day. Like, I'm just curious what running would feel like after four months. So I'm practicing discomfort. Like I'm going to go out there. I'm like, I'm sure this is going to be horrible, but I'm just going to go try it out. And then lo and behold, it was awesome. So practicing discomfort can lead to lots of, lots of unexpected surprises. And that's really motivating. Like you have these things happen. And even if it's a horrible failure, let's say I did this run and it was horrible at the very least I would have. So normally when I listen to, to, um, when I go running, I listen to music, but if I was, if that run had been a total flop and I had to like walk myself home, the upside would have been like, Oh, well, you know what? Now I get to listen to a podcast. I love listening to other people's podcasts. So it's like the upside would have been like, cool. Now I'm going to, I'm just going to walk myself home and listen to a podcast and like chill out and have some time to myself. So the thing, when you practice discomfort and if it's a failure there, you can still get something out of it. You're still going to learn something about it yourself. You're going to learn like, you know, in my situation, I would have learned like, wow, either I do want to get back into running right now, or I don't. And either way is fine, but I would have learned something as it turns out, like it was awesome. And I want to get back into it. So my dog, I have to tell you, my dog is behind me. Like, I think she's dreaming. She's making all sorts of weird noises. So if you hear heavy panting in the background, it's just Danny, the dog. Um, okay. So that's what I got for you today. As you enter these last couple of weeks of the holidays, really think about what do you want to th- everything to look like in these next couple of weeks? What things do you want to your most recent and frequent behaviors to look like? How do you want recency and frequency to play a role in your life and play a role in the momentum that you want in different areas of your life? So just consider where you stand on that. If you think that like right now, you're just like, I'm in the holidays, I'm going to chill the heck out. I'm not going to worry about new habits and all that stuff, like make a note to yourself to come back to this episode in January so that you can listen in then and really implement some of these things around recency and frequency. Cause they're really, it's very powerful when you use recency and frequency as a means of building momentum in establishing new habits. So if this episode was helpful to you, as always, please, please share the episode. You can do that by going to shamelessmom.com, hop over to the link to the episode, um, 83. If you click on episode 83, you'll get a link and then you can share that link out on social media platforms, um, through Instagram, through Facebook. Um, and you can tell people that you love the shameless mom Academy and we get more listeners, which is very, very helpful and very empowering. And it, um, means all sorts of things in terms of my rankings and when I, we get new listeners and new subscribers. So please do that. You can also leave a review. I told you last week, I've been getting new reviews. They're like posting really slowly for some reason, but thank you. Thank you for the reviews. Um, I'm getting them on a delayed basis. So, but I am getting them, which is really cool. And just know that my reviews are my ratings. And so when you guys leave a review for the Shameless Mom Academy, you help me get my show more highly ranked within iTunes, which means we get more listeners. And the more of a listener base I I, um, am able to attain, the more things I will be able to do with this podcast in 2017. So thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing. You can leave a review if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. There's a link to leave a review there and there's a link to subscribe. There's little buttons for both. So if you subscribe, you will have access to our episodes as soon as they are released every Monday and Wednesday. So when you are over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review, just click on that subscribe button and you will have immediate access to all of our episodes as soon as they are released. So thank you. Thank you for listening today. Happy holidays. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings. 
who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking